0: Hi everyone, good afternoon. I hope everyone is doing great, having a great day and a great start to our week. Today I'm speaking to my life coach, uh, Gabby, who's been a r- little busy lately, but has found time now to speak to me today. Hi Gabby, good afternoon.
1: Hi Adrian, hi, hi. good to be here.
0: Yeah, how, how are you? I know you've had a very like uh, hectic schedule the past week or two.
1: Yeah, it's interesting. I was just thinking what, what would be a nice thing to uh, talk about. And, and now you start thinking uh, talking about time, and that was actually what I was thinking about, because I noticed like time is an interesting concept in the world. Huh? And ex- especially now, I, I have been free as a bird since I, I stopped my work. And when I was in Spain, the the concept of time was totally different than here. And now I think, oh, that's interesting. How could it be that my environment and the way I'm living now without a 36, 40-hour work week? And the weeks are still so completely full with (laughs) with a lot of things. It's it's a very interesting thing. I'm I'm in the middle of, I'm actually, uh, you know, I journal every day. And it was actually the topic I, I talked to myself about today. So, yeah, it has been busy. And, and busy is also a strange concept because everybody is busy yeah? there's nobody if you if you ask somebody how are you busy is one of the words they use to describe their nobody is bored nobody is doing nothing nobody is just chilling out well sometimes like half an hour or we plan we plan our time off so but to be in the time it's yeah it's an interesting concept how do you how do you think about that how do you see time.
0: Yeah, like you said, time is an interesting concept because it is a concept, right? How, mm-hmm. how do we measure time in the sense of its value? Like when you say, I want to put my best in this hour of work or this hour of study or this hour of anything, the concept of time itself is what limits you to your capabilities, I think, because setting a, setting a time limit gives you a goal of when to start and when to stop so that you you kind of put yourself in a situation an experimental situation I like to speak about those but when you also use time in the concept of it's vague right now right with COVID no one knows how COVID is going to be in six months because it's a virus right and it's as you said it's preoccupying our minds because it's constantly there in the back of our minds because everything that's going on in the world right now is kind of centered and surrounded around COVID and its side effects and how it affects us and how it affects our sleep, our mood, our capabilities and possibilities to work. So I think a time concept, especially in a global pandemic, makes things a lot harder because you're constantly trying to cope with something, knowing Mm -hmm. that you have limited time to be at work to do something to meet a client to meet a patient to do this to do that so as a time concept right how do you think time is affecting your week just based on the world we're living in right now
1: well it's it's interesting because one thing you said when I listened to you just now I I thought about the COVID thing and, and people working at home and, and getting really getting more time. As you said, it's a concept, it's, it's not really something real. But to be at home, to work from the house, you get more time. It's, it's interesting how that works. Um, but now, if what, what was your last question? Um, the concept of time in a week you know what the strange thing is and i said that to a friend uh, yesterday because today i had two appointments one at 11 and one at five this afternoon and i said to her like my whole day feels occupied because of those two appointments so everything is either uh, before 11 or between 12 and 5 and after 10, so my, my day gets scheduled in the, uh, because of those two, uh, uh, and in the meanwhile I, I just want to do other things as well, yeah. so I feel like I, I have the things I need to do and the things I want to do and inside there's a struggle, yeah, oh, I, I want to do this now but there's not time because in my time concept I have to do this now. And. And even what you said about uh, setting a fixed goal for something. Sometimes I I set a fixed goal like I do uh, some writing between I don't know what time. And then I go sit behind my computer. I'm like, oh, I don't feel like writing at all. I want to go outside, but it's not much flexibility with the way we plan our time. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, I I understand what you mean. It just I think because time is a concept that is like an endless concept because it's existed for a really long time. <laughs> now I ask. <laughs> now I ask myself. Now I ask myself, if time didn't exist as a concept, how would our work, our daily, our societal, our social, our political way of life be without the existence of this? imaginary really it's imaginary right yes. it exists because we can connect it with the sun and the moon and day and night but yes it's an imaginary concept that works for us because yes it lets us know at this moment we need to be here we need to be doing that that needs to be done but i think at some point at least i speak for myself it tends to overwhelm my day because yeah like you it will be 11 11.15 or 11.45 or 11.50, I have something, I have to meet someone, I have to do something forward. And yeah, I don't like being late. I don't appreciate. I know it's culture, it's part of some cultures, mm-hmm. that people just show up 20 minutes later, half an hour later for an appointment. It's not a criticism, but I know that my brain doesn't work like that. 11 o'clock means 11 o'clock or 10.50, but it doesn't mean 11.05. That's how I see time, because for whatever appointment I may have, I might, I'm i thinking, with my mentality, someone is waiting for me to work, to do something important, so I have to show up on time, right? Because that's me showing them that I respect myself, but I also respect them, but I also know that in other cultures, not showing up on time does not mean that you don't respect someone, it just means, yeah, I got held up with time, so, mm-hmm. uh culture, noise, and, and other factors, I guess. So I don't know how, how do you think time is going to continue to affect how we interact with ourselves? Also I think the stress, the appointments, the this that.
1: I think to be honest like before, I think actually Covid made uh, people realize more about this time because I hear a lot of people in my environment who don't want to go back to the way it was before because we talk about the new normal, the old normal but it's not really people i i hear like oh i want to go back to what it was before because it was even more stressful because we had to do everything we wanted to do uh, for our daily things before work or after work and now you can mingle it more so i think that would be great to do a bit more um Bit more of a balance in that, but but the thing is, and, and we met in Spain, and and I know noticed now that because you talked about a culture difference, I now know so noticed so much difference between the Dutch culture I'm in now and the Spanish culture because planning is, is really something of, of of this culture I'm in now. So I felt immediately when I got back when I crossed the border, my my schedule just kept filling up. And in Spain, I didn't had all those appointments because my my weeks are being planned. I, I think three, four weeks from now on, I, I know like how my weekends are going to be. Because and it's it's necessary because because somebody wants to plan, and then as soon as the planning starts, all the other plans will have to evolve around it. Because. You know what I mean? It's If you, if you have an open ag- agenda, ev- everything is possible. But as soon as you plan in one thing and something else comes up, you have to plan around. And then things are, are starting to build up. And then before you know it, you have your pre-planned schedule. It's, it's interesting and it's amazing. And I, I think what you said about uh, being on time, like 11 is 11. I know it's like this. I, I think even the states are more um, more precise than that, than, than the place where I'm at at the moment, but still it's, it's, um, it's a, a planning and you have to plan. And I don't like it, to be honest, to be in time. I don't like it, but I do it because, out of respect for others. But there's not much flexibility in that. Huh? If, you, if you need to do something, then you're like, you're all stressed because you want to go there as soon as possible. So, and yeah, that's an interesting thing. And even when I think back at my work days, I used to joke about that. Like when I, when I arrive at the office, my day has already started. Like I'm already half hour late. And it was like that and it felt like that and it felt like all day long I was late for everything because I had a meeting up till 10 and I was supposed to be uh, at another meeting at that same exact time at 10 uh, in another place with other people so it was actually not possible. To I'm be, sure. yeah. So uh, and then people say, "Oh no, I want to talk to about this, this." Just just one more minute. So then you're one minute late, two minutes late. So you start ten minutes later in the next meeting, and that will that just kept on going every day, every day. For yeah, I work nine hours a day, and I, I think I had meetings for seven hours a day. So I was late all the time, and in the beginning I could feel a bit stressed about it, and then in the end it's like. To be honest, I can't help it. I do my best, but sometimes I need to go to the toilet or have something to drink, or I, I just totally forgot myself in all this squeezy. It's interesting how we did this and why we do that. <laughs> I don't know. I,
0: yeah, I just feel like um, maybe with time comes organization, or with organization comes time. Because when I'm organized and I do the things when I need to do them, I feel less stressed because I'll wake up and know that at 11 I have to do this and now it's maybe 7 or whatever and I can focus on doing other things in the meantime but what I do know is I don't like the waiting until the last hour or the last half hour that I have for I should do something and then Mm -hmm. I start it because that brings stress to me it's actually not the planning and knowing that it's this time to that time whatever falls into other factors because maybe someone came later to a business meeting so it has to begin later because factors that happen in life that's fine but then i don't feel the stress i think for me it's the guilt of maybe people are waiting for me or someone's waiting for me Mm -hmm. that does not feel so great so i think the concept of time for human beings is also cultural right because yeah, yeah in some cultures warm cultures i know People tend to show up later. They had something else distracted them. There was something that kept them alive and focused on many things at once, because yes, when the sun is out shining, we can see it through our houses, into our office rooms, and it helps produce hormones that tend to make us more interactive, more more, more alive, more, more socially engaged, I would say. But when you live in colder countries you tend to be like it's dark outside so I'm focusing on my work so this day goes forward. But can you imagine two different people from two different cultures where time is a very important concept. Uh, show up at 10 means 10 o'clock not 10.01 and then you have someone who might show up at 10 o'clock but will most likely show up at 10.30. If you yeah. put them in a business meeting you put them in a situation you realize that time is just a concept to both of them but also to all of us at the same time so if someone comes in late someone might say oh that person is not very respectful of time or culture or my time and my culture but then you don't realize unless you learn about someone else's culture you don't realize that that's actually not something wrong to do in another culture Hmm. so now that we talked about time and the concept of time how do you think the world is evolving with covid now and the other few things that we tend to keep hearing about on the news uh now masks are not mandatory anymore in madrid region at least in some parts of the country Uh, but people are not fully vaccinated so i know the specialists and everything are doing what they think the best thing is but there's also the fear if this doesn't work who is to blame, or who is to be spoken to, or who is to be addressed about a matter or an issue?
1: So that's a big question. Um, well, I'm not a specialist, and to be quite honest, I'm glad I don't make the decisions. Because what you you um, you say, it's like, it's a, a difficult thing to make decisions about. Because if you look back on things, you're always... It's always good, to have, then, then you know. Oh, we should have done this. We should have done that. We should have. We should have. But if you're on the spot and if you're in the in the in the time, in the moment now, and you have to make a decision based on not knowing how things are going to evolve, and uh, only knowing the things you know, and and and. And that's what I think is the most important thing, and to be honest, I have sometimes a bit of a question about it. But if you're really, really operating from the best of the heart at that moment, with all the information you have at that moment, yeah, then there's nothing else to do than to make a decision which feels you're doing justice to everyone and everybody as, as much as possible. And, yeah well and, and for myself to speak for myself in Holland, we were able to uh, not wear any masks this weekend from this weekend. and I've been to the supermarket and that it's, it's such a freeing thing to see faces, to see smiles. People were and I, I really noticed it in the supermarket when I was there on Saturday. The people were so much more friendly. People looked at each other, they smiled. I was, I was actually happy in the supermarket and I felt free. But that was that moment, you know, and I'm not sure what happened COVID-wise. Like maybe all the people who were smiling at me were, were, uh, um, were see, I don't know, you know, that's the thing, I don't know. But I know at that moment I was happy. I was happy because I, I really feel the mask is being, it's like uh, something which um, gives you less freedom. And for me, freedom is one of the most important things to risk in my life. So uh, to be liberated from that was was for me a big thing. But then again, I'm, I'm not a medical person, I'm not a virus uh, specialist. So that's the thing, It's—it's eh? it's, I don't know.
0: I feel like, you know, I think it's important when those kinds of decisions need to be made on medical or governmental positions and statuses. I think it's important to do surveys, online surveys with the population and ask the population based on them being the population because the decision is being made for the population. I think mm-hmm. it's important to do the survey of asking people mask mandates, yes or no, and why in like a sentence where a person just writes three sentences about why they think these mask mandates you know you get a chart percentage of the yeses and the no's and the why's because this gives you a deeper understanding because specialists don't live with their patients and the people that they make decisions with or for they don't interact with them they don't know their daily diet their daily stress their daily issues and problems that will affect how COVID interacts with their internal system because once you get affected i feel like everyone can get a small amount because it's just circulating around the globe and the whole point of the social distancing and the mask is just to reduce the amount your body has at a moment in time so you don't get physically sick because there's too much of a viral load in your body right that's why the social distancing was happening but Mm -hmm. of course i know that psychology human beings, people, especially older people in Western countries, became even more lonely, right? Because they had less interaction with their family members, maybe people, neighbors, who could come and say hello to them and speak to them every day were not able to do it. So a lot of people have gone into psychological, clinical depression um, and other issues, which is normal. All of us would go through. It momentarily until we realize okay, now I'm getting too into this and I need to change and do something more productive, but not everyone has that option. And I think most importantly, yes, the survey is important because once the decision that is made does not give us a favorable outcome, which can happen. That's just what happens in life. Then we can at least say we surveyed the population and it was a collective decision as opposed to a sole decision that someone can get blamed for which is not always fair because yeah making a decision itself is not easy but then specialists know things they know the facts and they know the information but the more data and information you collect the easier it is also for you to make the decisions i think because then you don't have the burden of making a decision for let's say 10 million people in a country but you've already had a broad scope of how they see the issues based on their lives because your answer to yes or no is definitely going to be based on you, your lifestyle, your interactions because that's what that's what's going to affect how your decision comes out. Mm. Yeah
1: that's true you know and asking and being involved in 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 society especially about these matters is super important because you make decisions for the benefit of all. And, and that's the most uh, challenging as well, because you can't. It's it's not the easiest to ask everyone, and that people are all biased, and everybody has his own life and his own lifestyle and his own things which really matter for them. Because what I said, for me, the freedom is the most important thing. So if my freedom is being. Uh, uh, captivated of being lessened then then my system reacts to that and but other people reacted to the fear of the COVID you know of the infection and my system doesn't do that that much It, it was that was not for me the fear my fear was like being not free. So I think those those things, those those underlying systems are, are really important to, to get into the factor. And uh, I wouldn't want to be somebody making these decisions, to be honest. But it, yeah, it's good to, to, to really know and really, really want to. And that's what I said, if you have to make these decisions or if you are on positions, Open your eyes open your ears and, and truly truly listen to your heart and try to uh, to make decisions based on an open heart like like from love and not from money power you know all those other issues of which I think are not the best of the best interest of all but then again I, I'm not on this position so yeah it, it should be really difficult I guess.
0: Yeah but you're very right. It, it should come from a place of objectiveness and purity for the fact of making the decision and not based on bias because it's a decision that involves money, work, and other factors that are not favourable to making a decision like, like is life-threatening or not. And another thing is we're ending is with the vaccinations, right? The variants keep evolving, and that's what happens with a virus. It's every person. I'm not a specialist in virology, but I know that every virologist will definitely tell you this is what happens to viruses. As we're speaking, every minute that our conversation evolves, the virus has evolved multiple times, a million mm-hmm. times. You can stop the virus from growing in everyone at the same time. We would have to have like a super vaccine that is running through our water systems that everyone has to just drink a glass of water in the same day. That, that is the one way I see us neutralizing it really. Because as people are getting vaccinated, then others are waiting and then people are still interacting between those who are vaccinated, those who are waiting, those who are healthy, those who are in a dangerous group it's just too many factors that's why when you push the vaccination scheme up and it works well and you level out the infections some other factor comes in like we have to imports and exports
1: but but don't you think like it's it's inherent of the system we live in because we're with so many people on this planet earth it's really a natural reaction to have some kind of virus or or thing which affects and for our not benefit like the survival of, yeah, of people of religion. yeah and and that's what i think like we we try so hard in our society to to go against it and i'm like hmm, i don't know i have some mixed feelings about that and i i'm not cheering for for uh, what's happening absolutely not but it's natural and then i think yeah what is our what is truly our thing to do with this how to deal with this instead of fighting like we do i don't know
0: it's like also there's so many decisions public health decisions medical decisions that being made because it's a country making a decision for itself based on its population and that's important because that's what happens within the borders of a country but mm-hmm. also. Those decisions are affecting your neighbors and your yeah. regional and continental neighbors, not because a decision has to be right or has to be wrong, but it is affecting. And yeah. that's when the whole my thing with the diplomacy and democracy and multilateralism is really important because if you're not putting all of those differences aside, regional, passport, union, all those things that kind of give us classes in society, social classes of money. Of education, of welfare, of this and that, those things have like cracked our society. That every decision we make, whether it's mm-hmm. active or not, is constantly affected by these factors. True. Because a Greek doctor, for example, will make decisions based on Greek people, Greek medical education, Greek public health, Greek diplomacy, Greek, 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 and it's not wrong, but. If we don't have the automatic human concept, the automatic human light bulb of going, this is not just a regional or a national problem or a national issue. This is an international one. So every mm-hmm. decision that I make as a Greek doctor, Greek teacher, Greek health worker, anyone that affect, yes, COVID, because it's our likely, but now, then it has to be international, not European or Greek, hmm. but international. Because if you can make those biases, if you cut put all those biases out and be, you, we have to be objective about COVID. We can't be subjective about our decisions because subjectivity is what makes this virus continuously beat us because, yes, it's growing, but there are variants that keep coming up. And why are the variants coming up? Because there are also people who don't know many things about why the hand washing and all of that was important, or the mask wearing, or if they have a larger population, a large group of people living together in the same border, in the same country, the same region, or all of that, definitely they're going to affect each other a lot more. But mm. a lot of people also, a lot of youth, and not just youth, a lot of people are rebelling against the decisions that are being made because for them it's like, oh no, yeah, my government, my system, my society, the politicians or whatever are trying to take my freedom away, as you've mentioned, <laughs> but that trust, that our government makes a decision and the people just follow it, it's not something that should come because now we're all desperate for it and we're all nicer because COVID has made us be nicer by force. That's the sad part is that we had to be nicer to all of each other. All of us had to be nicer to each other now in the world by force. These are just, like, I feel like it's just like sort like forces of nature. When you study how nature works, this is natural selection. Mm -hmm. You pollute, you get polluted. Mm -hmm. you abuse natural resources it comes back to you it's karma it's in religion it's in everything basically that everyone around the world has a personal belief or understanding of so just as we wrap up i'll just like maybe let you finish up with some points that you might think are important
1: yeah well when i hear there's a lot of questions coming up i I don't have any answers to it to it in the end but but uh, it's it's to making the decisions which feel uh, good for yourself and staying really connected to to the world around you, and, and also having eye for other people, because it's 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 not. And when I heard you talk about um, like it's an inter- international problem, I so agree. And then I think, how is one individual able to? think globally. I think that's a difficult challenge to have. So that's one thing I was thinking about and maybe that's in a, something to end up with. How is How can an individual being, if you are in healthcare or not in healthcare, make decisions which are globally? That's that's I think quite that the intense. the question is not
0: so much individual thinking globally, but a global individuality of people. Do you know what I mean? That Oh yes, we're people and we do have our differences, but when it comes to this, we shouldn't be talking and negotiating and doing the societal and social classes of this is the first world or third world, this country has no the system or no, has the best health system because no, we should. The, yes are facts, but they become public facts in the sense that people just accept, yes, this is the country with the best healthcare system, this is the one yeah. with the worst healthcare system, this yeah. is the first world country this is a third world country. True. This keeps on breaking our global individuality as people because yes, we are not seeing the bigger picture, we're just seeing the picture of the fact of the little pieces of the puzzle that infringe us or causes problems.
1: That's so true because that's the thing which was for me the most interesting that we closed all the borders, but uh, COVID doesn't really do borders. So it was really interesting what happened. In, in closing, I'm mean, like, it's yeah, I don't know. It was an interesting um, <laughs> thing to see how we close our countries with all our different rules and regulations. And but I know people who live like three meters across the border, and then I'm like, how, do, how does it work, you know? So, yeah, that's interesting. So, yeah, I agree.
0: Yeah, so. As we just end is there anything else you would like to add just um, based on that i mean just we're just dropping ideas it's not about a question and an no. answer but maybe leaving ideas with people that they could find better answers or better solutions i think there might be people who have observed things and seen things but they don't have the medium to go and open a discussion with someone who is a health minister and say, I'm just a normal citizen, I don't even work in health, I don't know what I, mean. maybe a specialist would know in health, but I, I've i realized something, I've seen something that involves COVID in my region, or I've heard something that I've kind of, because these are just uh, natural human qualities that we Mm -hmm. don't all have at the same time but some people work well in stress some don't some work well in times of calm some work well when they need to be in the library do you know what I mean it's Mm -hmm. but when we're not using the collective information about COVID and we're focused on the specialist that is already tired and already overworked because it's been almost two years now their brains are not functioning because yes there's all that pressure of making the decision Mm -hmm. or making the this as opposed to there's nothing wrong with getting a population census of people's ideas of yes or no. How do we fix COVID? Because there will be that golden answer or those golden answers you put together and you form a puzzle that a specialist can never find because a specialist is one person. Okay. Before you're a specialist, you're a human being. That's what we forget. in many things we do in work, in politics, in government, in decision making is I'm the decision maker. So it's up to me and that's great, but I'm making decisions for other people, not for me. Yeah. So I believe that those people should at least generally, maybe if you can get everyone, but a general, where at least you can say more than 50% of the population has given a three month census, a few sentences, and it's been studied in an online system because that's what makes life easier. Not everyone reading something and having to send it and everyone has to sit down and read it. That just overflows the system. Yeah. Okay, so it was great to talk about time, uh, (laughs) world stress issues, COVID, and human psychology and human emotions.
1: Mm. Yes, thank you so much.
0: All right, thank you for having us. Thank you for speaking to us today. And I hope that everyone has a great week ahead.
1: Yes, me too. Thank you so much. Take care. Take care. Ciao.